This week, the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on MedCity Beat. Today on the Rochester Rundown, we tackle what's in store for downtown Rochester and its businesses after COVID-19. The present-day situation for many businesses is daunting, especially with new restrictions going into effect in a matter of hours. But a changed world will await those that can make it through. What will the future of Rochester look like, and what will today's businesses have to do to see tomorrow? We hear from an urban planning expert and city leaders on the future of business, housing, and infrastructure coming up in a bit. Plus, the latest COVID numbers from Olmsted County Public Health, a check on Mayo Clinic's ICU capacity, and a bit of local music from the summer, coming back just in time for the winter. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, November 20th, 2020, and let's get to the news. After most of Rochester's downtown businesses scraped through the spring and summer, the reality of winter is setting in. With new COVID cases spiking to unprecedented levels and new restrictions in effect through at least mid-December, the worst months of the pandemic may somehow still be ahead of us. A number of local establishments have spoken out in recent days asking for the community's help. The idea of shopping local has become a matter of survival for some business owners. We've spent several episodes of the Rochester Rundown detailing the harsh reality of owning a small business in 2020, from restaurants forced to close to the spirit of collaboration that has kept so many of our favorite establishments afloat. Nobody knows exactly what the next few months will bring. Good news on the effectiveness of various vaccines brings hope, but a lack of federal aid leaves Rochester's small businesses without a safety net when they need it the most. Inevitably, some of our favorite businesses will not survive the winter. But for the businesses that do get through, what world will await them on the other side of this pandemic? How will things change? It may seem like uncharted territory, but America has been here before. After the flu epidemic, uh, there was a rapid expansion in the desire of people to live in single-family housing and to own private automobiles as a form of social distancing. That's the voice of Tom Fisher, director of the Minnesota Design Center and an urban design professor at the U of M in Minneapolis. He was talking with Patrick Sieb, DMC's Director of Economic Development and Placemaking, as part of a webinar on the post-pandemic city. Fisher says that 1918 flu pandemic set new standards for living that shaped the entire 20th century. And 100 years later, the current pandemic promises to do the same for our work habits. While the number has fluctuated based on government restrictions, somewhere between 20 and 40 percent of the American workforce has been working from home this year, up from roughly 5 percent before the pandemic. And it's a trend likely to stick around. Mayo Clinic's chief administrative officer, Jeff Bolton, said this week that 1,500 administrative staff who previously worked downtown won't be returning to their old offices and will transition to predominantly remote work. Fisher says the movement away from traditional office environments could spark a long-term shift in how America's economic ecosystems operate. So this is part of this acceleration of something that existed prior to the pandemic but it was still a marginal activity to now becoming a dominant activity for many people. And as, as some of the data is showing, people want to continue to do it. They, many people are saying that for some of the challenges of working at home, they find that they have more time. They're actually, you know, it's, their lives are saner um, and don't want to go back to a commuting routine. This shift, coupled with the economic downturn stemming from shutdowns and social distancing guidelines, will mean lots of empty space in downtown Rochester and across America for the foreseeable future. And those effects will not only be felt by the real estate market, but also service and hospitality businesses that depend on a vibrant urban center. 
DMC anticipates the citywide recovery from this pandemic year will be gradual. Figures included in the initiative's five-year master plan update show that Rochester's economic output dropped by 20% midway through the year as the pandemic wore on and is not projected to return to pre-pandemic levels until after 2022. This is Catherine Malmberg, a practitioner with the Minnesota Design Center. She says the industries hurting the most now are likely the ones that will take the longest to recover. Um, the retail and restaurants that are dependent upon employees and visitors downtown are going to feel disproportionate effect. Um, hotels are still in a you know very depressed occupancy rate level, um, and we have a strong pipeline in Rochester of, of hotels, so the market will probably continue to see occupancy rates below historic averages. To prepare for the looming vacancies downtown and elsewhere, Fisher raised an idea percolating into some larger urban centers, flipping office space into living spaces. The guidance follows the release of a third-party study that found that Rochester's housing demand remains high, yet the downtown area will have excess office space in the years to come. At Thursday's meeting of the DMC Corporation board, Rochester Mayor Kim Norton said the city would look into following Fisher's lead, at least in the short term, to take advantage of that freed up space. But if we do have some uh, space available, can it be converted into housing at a more reasonable cost than rebuilding something from scratch? And I think that's something we really need to look at at our businesses downtown. This shift away from commuting to a downtown center to work is not limited to Rochester. In fact, it becomes more pronounced in larger urban areas. It's also been noted that while Rochester has been hit hard economically, the city has fared better than most other urban areas, keeping unemployment below 6% in July as opposed to the statewide rate of 7.9%. As people leave those larger economic centers, untethered from their office jobs, Sieb said Rochester may have an opportunity to capitalize and draw those people in, putting the city in direct competition with other cities of similar size. When um, people are choosing to uh, move from the coast, to move from um, an environment that's less appealing. Uh, why wouldn't we want to position ourselves and compete with the Bozemans and the Boulders and and um, the Madisons of the of the world as well? The recovery of downtown will take years, and many hard days are still ahead. But Fisher ended his comments by saying, "This great pause has proved something." Our society can adapt to adversity faster than we ever believed possible. Pandemics force us into paradigm shifts. A lot of things that we thought would never happen have happened literally like, you know, in a matter of weeks. I mean, I had colleagues at the University of Minnesota that said, oh, we'll never go to remote learning. I mean, you know, and like in a matter of a week, we were all in remote learning. And it turned out that we could do it, right? And so this ability to recognize that things that we thought would take a long time can actually change overnight. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Altra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Altra is here to help. Unlike large privately owned banks, Altra is a credit union owned by its members allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Altra Foundation. To learn more about how Altra can help you live your best life, visit altra.org. Now the top stories from this week on our site, medcitybeat.com. Olmstead County's COVID-19 numbers continue to spike. Daily new cases are averaging close to 125. Keep in mind those averages were hovering around 15 just a couple months ago. 
Public Health says it cannot contact trace every positive case anymore. They are asking any person who tests positive to take matters into their own hands and contact everyone they were in contact with up to two days before they tested positive. Mayo Clinic's COVID-specific intensive care unit has reached max capacity as hospital staff scrambled to create new ICU space and slow elective surgeries. Dr. Amy Williams, executive dean of the Mayo Clinic practice, said all 32 beds in Rochester's medical ICU system, cordoned off specifically for COVID-19 patients, were taken as of noon Monday. Elective surgery has also decreased to 70% of normal capacity, down from 80% capacity last week. And after months of spirited discussion, the Rochester School Board voted Tuesday to move back start times for all district students. Starting with the 2022-23 school year, secondary students, that's middle and high schoolers, will start school at 8.20 a.m., 40 minutes later than the current scheme. Elementary schoolers will have their start times pushed back as well, an extra 20 minutes from the current 9.15 a.m. to 9.35. Before we go, just a little bit of music news. Med City Beat is proud to partner with Riverside Concerts on their newest endeavor, the Live from Med City Virtual Concert Series. The first season of Live from Med City includes concert footage from the past summer of live music at their Car Park Concert Series and the Rochester Community Celebration. Yesterday, the live video from Under the Pavilion show debuted. It's from back on July 22nd. Here's a little snippet. Next Thursday, be ready for a concert featuring Steve Schmidt, director of Riverside Concerts and a folk musician in his own right. Check the events tab on the Med City Beat Facebook page for more details. And that's where we're going to end it this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beats. I'll be taking next week off of the podcast for Thanksgiving. In that time, a couple of recommendations. Go listen to the EP Darling by Nicola. It's a local record made by Nicola Hamilton, one of our artists to watch from back in February, and it's one of the best records to come out of Rochester in a while. While you listen to that, make sure you enjoy some local food or a local brew, whatever it takes to support a local establishment you've enjoyed over this past year. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday, everybody. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.